everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. There are a few things in my experience as a business owner and entrepreneur that have been more of a mixed bag than employees. A good employee is worth their weight in gold, and a not-so-good employee can make things very challenging, to say the least. I haven't broached the subject much on this podcast, not intentionally, but the opportunity hasn't really presented itself until recently. A few weeks ago, I had the privilege to speak with Meredith Kessel. She works for Midwest Life Shots Photography, owned by Scott and Jen Elder. I can tell you that after just a couple minutes of my time with Meredith, I knew she was the type of person that anyone would want as an employee. So listen in to hear a bit from an employee's perspective. The word essential has been used quite a bit lately. I think Meredith embodies its meaning perfectly. Meredith, tell me who you are. I am Meredith Kessel, and I am the Des Moines branch manager for Midwest Live Shots Photography, as well as lead photographer in their Rochester, Minnesota branch. And who is Midwest Live Shots Photography? Midwest Live Shots is a husband and wife owned photography company. We have one branch in southeastern Minnesota in Rochester, and then in January of 2020, we just expanded and opened a second branch in Des Moines, Iowa. And yeah. So who, who is the husband and the wife? Because you are neither of those. Correct. I am not a husband or a wife. I'm a fiance, but not a <laughs> husband or a wife. <laughs> um, so Scott and Jen Elder um, own Midwest Live Shots Photography, and they have been um, working together as a photography team for 10 years. How long have you been with them? I just celebrated my five-year anniversary with Midwest Live Shots last is month. Is that right? Yeah. What is it that we're going to talk about today? So kind of a little bit of everything. So we obviously just expanded to um, a second location, which is really unique for a photography company to have two locations with the same name. So we expanded on that. And then um, just kind of talking about our team and how we all work together, how Scott and Jen work together as a husband and wife, and how I kind of work in with them as well. And then also um, just kind of how we market on social media with Instagram using our Instagram stories. So it's rare for me. I don't, in fact, I'm trying to think if I have ever done this. I don't know if I've ever had the conversation with the employee, right? I'm always, you know, and, and a, lot, a lot of people don't have employees to begin with, right? A lot of people are just right. one person shows or maybe just a husband yeah. and wife team and nobody else. Um, so this is actually really interesting to me. I've been trying to wrap my mind around coming at it from this angle. My wife and I have had a studio for 20 years and we've had up to 10 employees before. Um, and so mm -hmm. I'm trying to think if I'm on, you know, if I'm watching this or I'm listening to this, what do I want to get from an employee's perspective? Cause it's so unique. It's so different. First of all, why do you work for somebody else? Well, first of all, I hate numbers. So I could never do a payroll. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, that's a perfect, that's a fantastic answer. 
to be honest with you, I hate numbers. So I could never do taxes, payroll, any of that. And so I started with Scott and Jen when I was a freshman in college. So five years ago, do the math. Um, Mm -hmm. And right away when I met them, like we just connected on a really interesting level. You know, they treat me so well. They treat me like, you know, we always joke like, well, am I talking to you as my boss, my coworker, right. my second parent, right. my friend? So, right. you know, like when you just meet people who take care of you and you share the same values and the same, you know, outlook and perspective, it's just why break that bond? And so, okay. So tell me again, you're located in Iowa? Yes, in Des Moines. And they are in Rochester? Correct. And you, y'all go back and forth or how, or is it like, this is something that you're going to head up in Iowa for them? How does it work? Right. So I lived in Rochester for two years. Um, so I learned everything in the back end of the business, as far as what client meetings look like, how to head those up, how to sell packages for weddings, how to do all the back end stuff. And then, um, now I live in Des Moines and I still do that for my team of weddings. And then I split my time about 50-50 as far as Rochester and Minnesota weddings go. Um, And when I say Rochester, we do all over Minnesota. We just did a wedding in Duluth. We do Mm. the cities, Rochester, kind of everywhere. So I split my time half and half between Des Moines and Rochester as far as weddings go. Mm -hmm. And are you going to be doing um, portraiture in Des Moines as well when you have a space or do you have a space? We don't have like a studio space. We're all natural light photography. So we do everything on location. So yeah, in Des Moines, I'll be doing a lot of weddings, engagements and seniors. And then um, same thing in Rochester. So how do you handle the sales? What does that look like? I'm interested in the sales piece. Like how do we sell both locations? Well, if you don't have have a a studio space to meet people at, what do do Mm -hmm. sales look like? Well, before this, <laughs> we would go to coffee shops and just meet with clients, buy them a cup of coffee, buy them a fancy $5 latte, and just talk space there. Um, and then, but now, you know, with the current state of things, we're doing everything over Zoom. So in Rochester, we did have an office space. We do have an office space attached to Scott and Jen's house. It's completely separate. We have office and then a viewing room that's all covered with portraits and stuff. So. Right. But down where you're at in Des Moines, are you're not going to get a space. Ideally, eventually, yes. But yeah. as we just opened four months ago, um, my office is upstairs right now. So, so you ideally didn't see, I mean, obviously you didn't see this coming when you no. opened up. No, absolutely not. I mean, who decides to open a second branch and then a global <laughs> pandemic happens? Like as if 2020 wasn't going to be, you know, exciting enough for us. Add this in. So what's it look like then? Has, do you, have you seen, I mean, you haven't been, have you been able to even do much in the last month and a half? I mean, we've been doing a lot of client meetings over Zoom and FaceTime and Skype on just, you know, talking with brides about what does this look like for your day? How can we, you know, some of our brides are choosing to split their dates. So they do a small ceremony and then a big reception later. Right. So right. we've been meeting with them and talking about, what that looks like as far as scheduling. And then, you know, brides right now um, are really nervous if they're getting married in 2021 because all these 2020 weddings are being pushed until next year. Yeah. Right. So vendors are being picked up for dates really quickly. 
And so in the last week, I've had five meetings with potential brides to book their dates because they just want to get their vendors booked before all the dates are filled up. Well, and you've, so you've still been extremely busy. Yeah. Yeah. We've been extremely busy with meeting them. And, you know, I put together a big, um, I do all the design for the company as well. So I put together a big, like, um, you know, emailer, like, we're here for you. This is how, you know, some tips for how to handle this situation. We work with a wedding planner up in Duluth, um, Mary Carlson. She's amazing here event planning. And she, we've kind of gone back and forth with her about, you know, how can we help our brides during this time, you know, setting up calls with her to, you know, get a planner's advice too. So it seems really daunting to me. I mean, you're, you're, you're mentioning these different cities, you know, Duluth, Rochester, Des Moines, um, all spread out that way. How do you handle the logistics of just being spread out and working in so many different locations? What does that, what does that look like for everybody? Yeah. I mean, everyone in our company loves to drive. We're weird like that. <laughs> We're well, big but see, that's people. a big, that's a big piece. It, Cause right. in my mind, I'm yeah. like, man, if, if you guys all better like to drive, you better like time in the car. Cause you're yeah, spending lots my, of time in the car. Right. My, my, uh, little Nissan there has 180,000 miles on it because <laughs> we just love to drive. Um, yeah. So it's really not a big deal for us. If, right. and you know, Scott and Jen, if they have a wedding up in Duluth, they have family up there and they make a weekend out of it for the kids. Plus Duluth is awesome. I don't know how many people right. watching this have been to Duluth, but if you haven't, it is fantastic. It's gorgeous. And then you can just keep on driving up the North shore if you want to for a while as well. Exactly. Yeah. L- let me ask you this. What, what would you have to say to other people who are in your position, you're the right hand woman, the right hand person. I get the feeling for these guys, mm-hmm. and a lot of people watching this own their own business or, or are the entrepreneur type. What sort of advice do you have for them regarding regarding employees, whether they have them right now or not? But a lot of people. I would, I would guess that a lot of people, at least on the other side of the craziness that we're in right now, may find themselves in a position where it is in their best interest to have somebody like you right. to help, right? right. Um, what is your advice for them on what that can look like and how to be for somebody like you? Right. You know, we have developed my position a lot over the years and it's mm. constantly changing. But I think the thing that makes it so unique and bonded is just that we trust each other 110% and we are completely honest with each other. Um, from the beginning, you know, I've told Scott and Jen that I'm dedicated to the company and I will do anything to, you know, help the company succeed. And they've turned right back around and shown that to me. You know, whether that's opening up a Des Moines branch for me five years into my, um, you know, employee program with the company. So it's just showing each other dedication and loyalty throughout the whole thing. So, so this is um, a this is a back and forth, right? This is absolutely street. You're not five months in, you're five years in. So th- from their standpoint, they're like, well, here, you know, she's demonstrated her dedication and her devotion Right. to the company, right? So it's kind of like this, right? You're building yeah, exactly. like, like, so, like any other relationship. 
Yeah. So when I first started, I was just a, a second shooter and I would travel up on the weekends from Ames to go to Rochester, which is about a two and a half hour drive. Mm-hmm. Again, obviously I love driving. So, right. you know, showing that to them shows that I'm dedicated to the company and I want to stay with them. So then they offered me a full-time position, which was a give on their part. So then I took that and I moved up to Rochester for two years. I had no family in Rochester. I didn't know anyone except for them in Rochester, but I committed to staying with them in the company in a town I knew no one in for two years to show them that I'm loyal, which in turn gives them, you know, the comfort of knowing that I am loyal to the brand and to the company to make this huge investment in opening up the Des Moines branch. So it has been you know, a uh, kind of a ladder, like I give you this, you right. do that. And yeah. What do you say to the person that's watching this and says, how do I find a Meredith? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's the first thing that's going to come up in people's mind. They're like, well, that's great for Scott and Jen, but I don't have a Meredith. How in the world am I going to get a Meredith? I, I don't know. That's the thing, you know, um, in growing another branch, we've had to go back and forth because now I need a Meredith down here. <laughs> and, That's you know, perfect. we've got, yeah, you know, it's hard to find, like, I don't want to like toot my own horn, but. Toot it. That's what I'm, I'm you know, throwing you a big softball to toot your own yeah, horn. Yeah, it's difficult because it's hard to find someone who is young enough, but has the mature, I hate saying that, is young enough, but has maturity to be able to look five years down the road. You are you know, saying what everybody's thinking. <laughs> you know, when I was coming out of college, I could have thought like, I don't want to work for someone, the same person for the rest of my life. I want to mm-hmm. go out and start my own company. But yeah. in my mind, you know, I understood like, I'm not good at math. I couldn't do that. You know, I love the Midwest life. Like I own a house with my fiance and have a backyard. When I was 19, I could see that far ahead. That's the life that I envisioned for myself is I didn't need to be an extravagant person who wanted to live out in New York City. I tried that for six months with an internship, hated it. So I got that out of my system. Well, that's so, a big piece that you that you actually tried that. You did it. Yeah. So you're not yep. wondering, right? You're not exactly. going to spend the next 10, so, 15, 20 years wondering, what if I would have taken an internship in New York City? Right. 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 So when I was a senior, the uh, spring of 2017, so January to um, March, I had an internship in New York City. Scott had just offered me the full-time position in Rochester. And I told him, I was like, I'm still in college. I have this opportunity to go to New York City for six months. I know that if I don't take it for the rest of my life, I'm going to be thinking, what if, what if, what if? I went out there for six months, hated the subway, you know. I'm a driver, so I love being able to get five miles in five minutes here. There, it takes 45 minutes to go five miles. Right. So, you know, I saw that and I was like, this is not the life I want. I want to be able to work for a company that values me. I worked at an internship in Manhattan, did a whole year's worth or a whole semester's worth of work, and I got a $10 Starbucks gift card. So, being able to work for a company like Scott and Jen, who's willing to invest in me and open up a second location in a city I love, just you know, furthers that connection there. What does it look like? Let's just act like for a second that the the pandemic is done, right? And all the restrictions are lifted, right? Let's just, Amen. let's put ourselves there for a second. Yeah. Um, Cause it's coming. Mm-hmm. What, what is that going to look like for you uh, regarding the expansion? Like what's on your to-do list? What are the things that you need to tackle right away 
to further what your goal is as, as a company. Right. So um, right before this, we were actually working on a really cool piece with some local businesses where they would say, say that do- again. You cut out for a second. Yeah, no worries. Um, right before all of this, we were working with um, some local businesses to mm. do a really cool kind of showcase of local areas in Des Moines to do like some kind of like styled engagement shoots. So like if you're familiar with Des Moines, there's a really cool burger place called Zombie Burger and it's mm. all zombie themed. So we were going to do like a zombie themed burger engagement photo shoot at their location. Same thing. We were working with up down, which is a barcade here. We were going to do, you know, an engagement session in their location, eating pizza. So being able to like get those things in our portfolio to say, you know, we are here Des Moines. So you target certain businesses that are mm, appealing to your demographic and to your clients, the people that you serve. What does that relationship at the beginning look like? How do you facilitate that? So luckily, we kind of already had a foot in the door here in Des Moines. My fiance is a marketing manager for a... (laughs) uh, I know. I know. That's why it just made sense. (laughs) So, so I gotta tell I gotta tell all the viewers go out and get engaged to a marketing manager that's familiar right. with your area. Yes, so we like I said, we, it, that's why it made sense to open Des Moines because we had all these things. So my fiance is a marketing manager for a concert venue and the works closely with Up Down. So luckily, he had already had contacts with people for doing contests with Woolies and First Fleet Concerts and Hinterland Music Festival. So luckily, um, he just kind of wrote them an email introducing me to them, and then we took it from there. But really, the I mean, yeah, what you're doing is you're playing the hand that you're dealt either way. Right. Right. And you're not yeah. afraid to ask. You're not afraid to throw stuff out there. I'm speaking for you a little bit, so correct me if I'm wrong, but... This is the way that I'm seeing it. You're like, looking, okay, now what's our situation? What are our what do we have that we can actually use to propel this vision forward? Is that fair enough? No, that's a perfect example. Yeah, playing the cards that you're dealt. You know, and we have a big motto in our company that it's it's just like, what's the worst that can happen? Someone says no. <laughs> yes. You know? Right. Like right. Yeah. That's our motto with everything. Yeah, you just you know, kind of go a little bit of this. Yeah. Shoot your shot. If they if they say no, then cool, move on. That's how we got you know some of our big name clients. Is we shoot our shot, and from there, it took off. And so then you so you have these relationships with these uh, different uh, businesses in the area, kind of a relationship marketing sort sort of approach. Um, What else are you doing? What else does it look like on the other side? Yeah. So. This whole last year, like even last summer, when I was still living in Rochester, Scott, Jen, and I would come down to Des Moines and meet with other vendors in the area in the wedding industry. So not like up down those businesses. Mm -hmm. So we would meet with, you know, venues, other photographers, videographers, wedding planners to kind of get a feel for the market and to understand what it looks like down here in Des Moines. And we are not afraid to say that like we spoil the crap out of people. Um, anytime we meet with one, they get a gift of winner. So we just, bribery goes a long way in our company. Bribery, sure. What, what's it look yeah. like to meet with other photographers? That, that piqued my interest when you said you've met with other photographers. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Yep. So, you know, I'm a big advocate for community over competition. I 
believe that there is, you know, plenty of weddings to go around for everyone and we can only benefit through um, community with each other. So, you know, we met with photographers in the area in Des Moines. And now if someone comes to us for a wedding and we're booked, we just refer them to them. So, you know, it's kind of a give and take situation and same thing for them. So meeting with other photographers, a lot of people would be like, that's your competition. You know, don't show them your hand, you know, like you said, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's a community. We all help each other. Community over competition. I really like that. Yeah. It's a, it's a big deal. You know, you have to work together and there's enough to go around for everyone. I like that. I think that's very true as well, even though sometimes it doesn't seem like it. And there might be people out there right now that don't, that don't feel that way, especially with how things are. How do you guys keep, how do you keep your chin up? How do you stay positive and optimistic during something like what we're going through in particular? Just knowing our worth. Um, Mm. Again, I don't want to toot our own horn, but you know, we've been at this for 10 years. We've had the building blocks in place to keep our company, you know, alive and afloat for, you know, a time like this, it is hard, you know, when you open a second branch and then a global pandemic happens because, (laughs) you know, it's, you know, it's a big business venture to open a second location and then business goes to a standstill. So what do you do when that happens? So it is hard knowing that um, everything is kind of at zero right now. But we keep our chin up just because we know our worth and we know that brides will come and this will all end. This is just a phase. It's a learning experience for in case something like this happens again. Right. But we know that, you know, 2021 weddings are going to happen no matter what. So what what else do you have to say about the expansion? Because I want to move on to the social media piece that you had mentioned, but I but I don't want to miss anything regarding the expansion that you might want to cover. Yeah, I mean, it's just been exciting you know scott and jen are very business um, minded people so they're always looking you know what's next what's ahead how do we keep growing because if you're not moving then you're just gonna fade out so it's just it was it was really scary at first it was really scary when we threw the idea out there but you know we've slowly done it to every step of the way Mm -hmm. it's we we didn't jump into it right away you know like i said we slowly met with the vendors we put out this big long um, month long, like scavenger hunt on our Instagram right. of like, we have this big news coming. So, and our clients are very loyal to us. So a lot of like our Rochester clients are like, Oh, my sister lives in Des Moines. So now when they get engaged, they can come to us. So sure, sure. It's just so been you're, fun. Using, you're using those connections through your clients as well. Right now you yeah. mentioned Instagram and the scavenger hunt. Let's use that as a, as an extremely appropriate segue now to jump into <laughs> social media. Tell me about that uh, scavenger hunt. Yeah. So throughout the month of uh, December, before we announced on January 1st that we expanded to Des Moines, we set up like every Tuesday, we had like more hints on our Instagram stories of like kind of very vague pictures of things that have to do with Iowa and Des Moines and had like our followers kind of try and guess to see what the big news was. And Uh we yeah, so it was really fun. I got to put together a bunch of stories for that, just like very vague things like that you only know if if you're smart enough to do a reverse Google search or right, if right, you know right. the area. Right. So right, yeah, right. it was just a really fun way to kind of slowly get the anticipation up for and our big in, in news. January you had the big reveal then for yeah. everybody. So then January first, twenty twenty was when we had our big announcement. 
All right. Tell me more about social media and Instagram in particular and what you guys are doing and how you're using it. Right. So we have this, we've kind of slowly developed over the last three years, this really cool system of showing behind the scenes on a wedding day for um, every wedding that we do. So if you go to our Instagram page, which is at Midwest Live Shots and look at our stories, you'll see in the highlights there that every wedding we do, we have behind the scenes. So what that looks like is we always have two photographers in all of our packages, no matter what. Sometimes we have a third assistant going along. So we always, as we're working with the clients, a third person, second person whips out our phone and like videos how we're interacting with the couple. So how we're Mm -hmm. posing them, how the quirkiness of us, you know, hanging behind a barn to get the dress hanging the right way. So it's a good way for clients. They love them. They go through them over and over again. And it's just a good way for clients to see what a full wedding day looks like, you know, kind of an unedited raw version. Right, right. So I, I like the concept of it. I'm trying to, I'm thinking about it right now as, as you're telling me, but it does seem pretty exciting to, this. Is, and this is for your clients to actually see what things look like, what, what they can expect things to look like. It's kind of a, what'd you say, a raw, unfiltered, unpolished version of what, because what you throw on your feed and what most people see in their portfolios, of course, are the finished images, right. the finished piece of the experience, so to speak. But what you're yep. also what you're also providing on Instagram is so that they kind of get a little peek behind the curtain to see what things look like on that end. Right. Too. Absolutely. So we have um, two teams that work together for photography. So you can go through and see like how Scott and Jen like work together as a husband and wife, like yelling honey bear to each other across the parking lot to get their attention about a bride. And then you can see me like crawling under a fence on a family farm to try and hang up the dress on the corn crib. So, (laughs) you know, you see kind of the behind the scenes of those things, or you see a groomsman like running off and me yelling, come back, we got to take this picture. Right, right, right. Yeah. Any anything you know, else social media social media related? Yeah. So then also in those stories we do. Um, so like if we're doing the video of me hanging the dress up in the corn crib, then like the next slide will be the edited version of that. So right. our all of our weddings and all of our brides get like twenty images the night of their wedding, which is really exciting. Oh, that night. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're... we'll stay up for about three hours after the wedding's done to do those stories. So luckily our second shooters get to go home and relax, but my wedding day ends once I finish the story. Your, your wedding day ends three hours after you're done with all the right. rest of the stuff. Yeah, but we, we're coming up with a system to make it a lot easier. So Now let's finish with this. Um, yeah. You've been with Scott and Jen. Now I've spoken to Scott on the phone, but I have yet to meet them. But So I'm mm-hmm. going gonna, gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out there and see what you say to this you've been with them for five years right um talk to me about what it's been like considering your relationship and what it looks like when you guys have oh let's call it a disagreement or a challenge how do you work through the hard times with them right it's all open communication especially opening the Des Moines branch, you know, the last two years, Scott and I sat five feet apart in the office. And if he always jokes that whenever I had something negative to say, I would always say, okay, don't take this wrong, but, or like (laughs) your pre-qualifying statement. Yeah. 
right, right. I, I would always have one saying like, so don't get mad, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, My kids do but that. Now, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but now being in separate locations, you know, how do you convey that over email and mm. text? A lot of the times when we realize that we're starting to disagree over something, I'll just say, let's call real quick. Let's get this all out and right, have a right. phone call. Right. So you're yep. kind of like bumping that to to that next level of communication too, right? Because the, communicating things and people, this happens every day on Facebook and it's happening more than ever right now. Like through that, using that medium where it's just text, where it's, where it's yep. just in an email and it, you're just reading something and you're, so for you, when you've sensed that coming, the disagreement, yep. you're like, we need to bump this to the next level. We need to be yep. having a real time conversation and making Absolutely. the effort to do that. Yep. So we, because, and this is the way it is with every relationship, you can let things, you know, simmer inside of you and build up and build up and build up. And then you're just going to explode at some point, or you can know when that's about to happen and get it all out there before that happens. So, and you know, that's through five years of learning how all three of us work and what our signs are of those things happening. So it's just all communication. All right. I might've lied. This is my last question now. No, go ahead. Why are you this old soul, so to speak? Why are you mature in the way that you are? Like, who, why are you the way that you are? I'm the youngest of five. Um, and there's quite a bit of an age difference. So my oldest sister is 39. So I grew up with, you know, learning a lot of life lessons young. Um, I come from my mother is in the army and my parents are divorced. So a lot of times in high school, you know, I had to kind of fend for myself when my mom was mm. gone for the army. Mm. So, you know, just learning to be independent and always looking forward to things and, you know, understanding what you want as a person. So I don't know how to answer that question really. I think, I think you answered it very, very well. My sister's 15 years younger than me. So I can yeah. relate to a little bit about what you're saying too. Right. It, you know, my sister, when I was three years old, she had her first daughter. So I got to see everything on the back end of things. So, and, you know, having that many older siblings, they all have their own path in life and being able to learn from all four of those paths. And they're you all watched, very different. You watched everybody else make their mistakes. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> luckily I got to pick and choose what parts of their path I like yeah, and what worked like, and what didn't ooh, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do this. Yeah, I'm not going to do exactly. this. Exactly. So that's, luckily that's I got to just kind of pick and choose, be a little chameleon about yeah. I think I think that's a great answer to that question. I appreciate you you going down that path with me for a little bit. I just had to know. Yeah. Um, all right, Lau, let's let's do the the formal ending. Who where where can everybody find you guys? What are your what are your ats and your websites and your all the rest of the stuff? Yep. So you can find us online at www.midwestlifeshots.com. Um, if you want to go to the Des Moines one, it's that same one, just forward slash DSM. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can find us on Instagram at Midwest Life Shots. So M-I-D-W-E-S-T-L-I-F-E-S-H-O-T-S. -S -S. Fantastic. Same thing Thank you. For Thank you for your time. Thank you for your candor. I applaud 
uh, what you guys are doing and, and who you are and tell Scott and Jen, thank you for letting me borrow you for a half hour or so. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Good luck on your expansion. Thanks, Jed. That was great. Perfect.